Hi, I'm Mark Woods, back with another Page One podcast. Um, this time I have Scott Butler, and your title, Scott, is a... Uh, assistant Metro Editor. Yeah, that's what I thought, okay. And before we get in, I, I wanted to have Scott on because he was instrumental in a lot of the, the coverage over the weekend, um, Friday night, about the plane going into the St. John's River. But before we get into that, how, how long have you been at the paper? Uh, 19 years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you came, I always remember it was about the, I came in 2001, so you came. I was uh, uh, actually 2000. Okay. And before that? Uh, I was a city editor in Anderson at the Independent Mail. Right. And we could, uh, we could do a whole podcast on the Detroit Tigers, because <laughs> Scott and I have, have that in common, uh, a love of the Tigers, which is uh, challenging last couple of years. Yes. Um, but we'll save that for another podcast. Um, so you're, Scott's busy with, uh, well, a long list of things every day, but a lot of the breaking news you see in the paper and online, is, Scott has his hands on. So I guess, you know, th- that's why I like this kind of what did you, well, first of all, your Friday, what what time did you come in that day to the office? Well, Friday is you know, typical, get in about nine, and uh, I didn't get a break the whole week, didn't get a break. Uh, tried to go to the gym at, at <laughs> lunchtime, but uh, last week was not, was not good. It was kind of busy. Um, and I think I got home, Fridays are, are the worst days because you got to, plan for all the weekend coverage right so typically i'm going to be here longer on a friday and i don't know i think maybe 8 30 or so I, I left uh so got home and was took care of my animals fed myself a little bit and uh was kicking back uh, just relaxing and i did get a i got an alert one of our alerts that we get uh probably about 10 o'clock and and i didn't think a lot about it because it said that, that uh, there were no injuries. So we get so many alerts and emails and whatnot that sometimes uh, uh, I don't want to overreact. Right. Um, and then, then like five minutes, uh, reporter Dan Scanlon called, and he's he's usually our later uh, night guy reporter, and uh, but he'd already you know gone home as well. But you know he was kind of frazzled and tell me about it. He says, "Oh, we got a, uh, a you know a commercial airliner down at uh, NAS." So I kind of downplayed it a little bit. Said, "Oh, there's there's no injuries, and and uh, you know we'll monitor a little bit." But so I got off the phone and, and I went over to my computer. And five minutes later, we're back with Dan, and and we decided let's get something up. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we started started a story file. He started uh, um, working on it, and I could edit from home as well. And as about as soon as we started doing that, you know I. I reached out, was sent something to uh, Mary Kelly. Mary Kelly was sending something out to the staff and trying to get any bodies that we had uh, to get on it. So, and then from there, we just we worked uh, till about uh, 1 a.m. Uh, just trying to meld stuff together. Um, Dan would be sending me stuff. Um, fortunately, JSO posted some a couple good photos on their Facebook or Twitter. I can't remember which. And I was able to put that into the story, and uh, and we just kind of we got some more stuff from Andrew Pantazzi. He had he had gone out. Uh, we were fortunate that he was able to to get out there, and uh, and we kind of monitored as much as we could, 
and put together as much information as possible. Uh, Mary Kelly was instrumental. Uh, she was uh, already making a game plan for the, the morning. So uh, uh, I went ahead and I got up about 6 in the morning and uh, went right back at it. And uh, we had, at that point, David Bauerlein and a couple other reporters were helping. I know Dan actually had a funeral to go to, mm-hmm. uh, so he, he couldn't come back at it. And uh, Andrew had a, something else, too, as well. But, but we had enough people where we where we chipped in and um again some more photos were coming in and will dickey was arranging to try and get out on a boat uh so i put together an, as much Will's as I, one of our photographers yeah, yeah yeah and uh ap had some stuff and of course you know national media at this point were, were on it so I, I was just trying to grab bits and pieces of some of the uh some of the stuff that we provided and some of the stuff that you could see on video and Teresa was gathering. Teresa, lot, right? Teresa was our weekend reporter, but so she obviously was going to be involved in it. So, uh, and the main thing was just trying to communicate with everybody so that we knew what we were doing and uh, trying to piece it all together. And maybe we can track some people down. So, were you doing this all from home on Saturday? Yeah, on you know, Friday night. Fortunately, the last couple of years we've been able to uh, make our our computers at home accessible to our system and so it's been nice some people work at home a lot more than others um, a lot of people have laptops that can do stuff from a, from the field but uh, I like to have I got a big desktop computer and I feel comfortable uh, working on it there and um, and then fortunately we were able to get some more people some some relief so uh, Joe Fenton picked up after me um, by by the afternoon and uh, that way I could get some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but I get, I get this. I've always gotten the sense you like being in a, in a newsroom. Is that? Yeah, it's good. That's good um, assessment. I, yeah, I, I like to, I just like the feel of being in the newsroom and uh, it's more comfortable at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I should describe Scott as one of the, you know, I, I wear a tie like once uh, every few months. Scott has a pressed white shirt and a tie and that's, pretty much the norm you're 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 still in that attire every day yeah it's funny at home i i even feel a little little funny like someone knows that i'm in shorts and a in a cutoff shirt and a tank top <laughs> right <laughs> yeah um so yeah it was definitely we have a smaller team obviously at the tu now but it was a, a team effort kind of illustrates what um can still do to kind of rally and um and then from online um, was Gary working from home oh also. Boy, Gary, yeah, Gary Mills. Gary uh, Gary Mills was incredible. Uh, you know, Friday and Saturday. Uh, I don't even know when he stopped because I was still getting texts and emails from him where he's updating stuff. So I don't know at what point, you know, he got to take a nap. <laughs> right. Uh, so he uh, he was a good point man for that. And and, and again, Mary Kelly uh, throughout the weekend. Uh, uh, I don't know what what kind of breaks she got. She yeah. was very much uh, instrumental in just game planning it, and, and she also did some of the editing. Um, that's one thing, you know, nowadays is you're just constantly updating, updating. You know, back in the day, long ago, when you and I first started, you know, you had a, a deadline that you could maybe even 9 o'clock at night you could – be editing your story your one story mm. that's going to go in the paper in the morning mm-hmm. uh, you know now it's you know it's here at six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning you're posting something and it's just constantly getting updated 
and uh, and then you got to decide what's going to actually make it in for print. That was one of the trickier things was trying to narrow it down. We had mm. so many photos attached, and you know, so what what's going to go in the actual print edition? Um, and, and some stuff may not even you know may not make it, but we still want to have that online presence uh, with different options, which is also nice because you can you're not you don't have any space limitations, right? You know, so. Yeah. We even had um, you had Clayton Freeman, Clayton Freeman, another one, sports guy jumping in, and yeah, glad you mentioned him because uh, you know he was a workhorse and he's very good and he's got a good uh, institutional knowledge for things and uh, he's got a knack for having memory on on uh, so previous crashes. Uh, I think he did one a sidebar on that, and uh, so then the other trick is trying to figure out what what is a sidebar and what just gets worked into the main bar um for a story like this you know you're you've it's going to consume a lot of things so and then uh we also had to figure out what you know we had the the paper plan so we had to figure out well what's going to kick off and what do we hold and but that's that's easy enough and it's a nice luxury to be able to push something off so then who was um who was right was it kind of a combo uh, who was writing the story? Was it David? Was it yeah. Teresa? Was it David? Was the the point guy um, on Saturday? He was he was the lead writer. So we put everybody's name on it. That you know, we didn't want to short circuit anybody or um, just because everybody was contributing, sure. doing stuff. So so that uh, print edition paper had a had a quite a few people's names i, I didn't matter of fact mary kelly added my name I, I usually don't put my name on it but uh she felt like i had done enough of the writing that you know to throw me on there as, as well and that's how it seems like it often plays out when it's hurricanes or the shootings at the landing or those these kind of um events where it's um not one person sitting down and writing it's definitely is it prime example of a team effort yeah yeah it's funny too you mentioned the landing because that was another one on a, on a weekend you know so uh you know usually uh, mary kelly puts out a you know all hands on deck email and hopefully there's people around and and, and being journalists it's the majority of the time people are 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 gathering and, and happy to happy to do it i mean it's kind of what we we live a little bit live for you know and and uh, we expect expect this to happen every so often so. yeah i felt i felt guilty because we had a uh, a one day one night getaway to uh st augustine <laughs> planned for a while and so i saw the email and uh we had this uh place down in st augustine that, that our family was planning to go to and i told mary kelly i if you absolutely need me but i so i felt a little better that when the landing happened that one when that email went out i was literally sitting at uh, southern grounds on the south bank and i saw it so i think that was one of the the first people you, you for that were, one right. so we used one of your photos i recall yeah and ironically i was at uh uh the bar with the going away par- uh farewell for sports editor chet fussman that's right where yeah. so several of us were there and and uh um so i'm looking at my text i'm like oh no <laughs> and uh, so i said hey, i'm gonna have to go and a few of us you yeah know, went into the office and and uh yeah, that is definitely part of the job. But yeah, I appreciate that. Um, you know, in this case, I did not contribute. That Mary Kelly was fine with that. That we had enough. And yeah. Um, so yeah, but that is part of definitely the job that you things pop up unexpectedly, and you try and do what you can, and try and just get the information and get it right. And um, I know part of the debate was uh, 
was interesting debate in the days afterwards was the headlines and the labeling of you know is it a miracle you know it's something and yeah. and uh, what did we go with for a headline well, we went with, actually i used the miracle on the saint john's uh headline online in the in the in the morning and uh and then we talked about it maybe that that's a little bit too sensational or or maybe even uh cheesy maybe um uh, right but uh and it, it's kind of hard to maybe compare the two but that's what that's the first thing i thought of you know um but we went within the paper just it's a miracle which is playing quotes. off wasn't that playing off a quote that, that was the commander yeah the base commander right for me that worked um, yeah. because it's him saying that and i think that's a his reaction in that moment like wow thank goodness yeah. we haven't um but yeah then the miracle on the saint john's to it, it's it's you know it's not what happened the, yeah. the miracle on the hudson so it's um that does feel maybe too melodramatic so but but yeah it was interesting how that spun into its own kind of little sub controversy on uh what you know uh, you know i think it 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 was a natural reaction of the base commander to say wow you know this could have been really bad and thank thank goodness it's not um well and sometimes the you know the the media you know we're looking for something we're you know a lot of times we're we're hoping for that great quote or we're hoping for that miracle um you know and and, and again, the upshot is, that, you know, no one had critical injuries, and that's 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 good. That's great, and and it's still an incredible story. And and uh, just imagining being on that plane, or and some of the the first responders. I mean, you know, JFRD had eighty plus people. Yeah, that's not even counting the, the base people. I mean, it's, it was kind of a, amazing to watch the that effort yeah they're they're springing yeah, yeah. they're springing into clearly this yeah know, we're they, just trying to get details right yeah. they're springing into action to literally do what they do and save lives and, yeah is this thing gonna, um, gonna sink keep sinking um yeah you know i think fairly quickly they realized it, it probably wasn't gonna you know actually go under so that that's good and right and and also were helpful it was helpful that the waters it's not like as frigid as it was for the hudson I right mean, Definitely different circumstances, so um, yeah, it all a- ended well. Yeah, and yeah, so here it is Monday morning, and yeah, we're kind of regrouping, trying to figure out what um, you know, what to write next. And there's going to be you know the investigation. I think the the timeline they said could take eighteen months. So this yeah, is 18. this is going to be kind of uh, like the El Faro. Fortunately, again, the El Faro obviously involved you know many fatalities. This does not involve that, but it's a you know, a, a detailed investigation where we'll learn a lot more, and not tomorrow or the next day. Yeah. It's going to be. It's yeah. going to be. A, I was actually kind of surprised about the eighteen months that that uh, statement, but I, I mean, they, they got to get it right as well, and, and there could be lawsuits or, or whatever. But uh, yeah, usually I'm thinking it's more like six months, but or hmm. they'll come out with a preliminary investigation, and then they'll have another one that's mm-hmm. like a final, but. Uh, and you got a lot of obviously a lot of people, what 143 people on board. So right, it's uh, a lot of people to talk yeah. to and a lot of things to dissect. Yeah, um, so maybe switch gears a little bit. What's you know explain to anybody listening what a typical week if if there is such a thing for you, what you're you're dealing with coming through your your desk. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like you said. I deal a lot of the breaking news and the public safety matters. So. 
you know, first thing I'm doing is checking my, my phone in the, in the morning and uh, seeing if we had any alerts, any any uh, call outs. And today we had a, a late last night we had a double homicide or a man and woman killed. I still don't know. You know, they say they don't have any. They're not seeking any suspects, so. I don't know if this was they shot each other or if it was a, a murder suicide. Um, but the, so the first thing is we're we're working on that. And uh, Dan Scanlon, he's uh, he posted something this morning, and then uh, he comes in a little bit later, but he's real good about posting it early. So then we from there we try to research that, and and uh, I suggest he go ahead and go out there on his way in. And so it's, a lot of it's monitoring things, it's keeping track of things it's research and stuff uh trying to determine what uh what we're going to cover or you know what we want to focus on uh and then uh, i keep up with with the homicide since we have a rather large number every year here so we're at 56 now and um for the year mm-hmm. and we're so we're well ahead of last year's pace and uh which was bad as as, as well but uh it just seems to be uh ongoing ongoing thing and that keeps you busy all by itself and this marcy's law is making it very complicated for us at least uh jso's interpretation of it is is to kind of clamp down on on ids and locations and uh it makes it very difficult because i i'm you know i keep up a database and what i like about it is it's at my fingertips and i can tell you exactly you know how many women how many men how many kids were killed how many homicides were in a certain zip code and we have the faces of all these people and whether there's arrests but now now we can't do that it's uh you know we can't even tell you just have a number right yeah we have a number and and through some reporting we can find some of it out so we're getting some names and and uh but it's just it makes it a little bit difficult to to and when did you yeah this is a I don't think people realize, you know, what the the effort and time and manpower that goes into the when we have these homicide numbers. That's basically you've kept this database for years, um, and it it's great value to us. And yeah. and uh, um, so when did you, when did you start doing this, and how did it come about yeah. that you started doing well, it? Uh, I've always been a real particular about keeping up statistics. Um, back in the Anderson days, uh, I made a project where we were keeping track of every single traffic fatality mm-hmm. back then that was front page news for that size newspaper every time a, tar- a traffic fatality so we I, I wanted to do something that that it's not just numbers it's the people and, and and then trends how you can figure it out so when i got here just personally i would started taking my own notes and and uh Really, I really got into it in 2006 when, at that point, I had made up my mind I'm going to track every single one in, in a more of a uh, formal uh, file or document. Mm-hmm. And then a few years ago, we decided, hey, let's let's make this open. Let's do a do a spreadsheet on, uh, and we can put it on jacksonville.com. So, so I think in 2016 I started doing that, and uh, but now. It, it's not open to the public. Uh, uh, we had some glitches, and, and due to the uh, losing some people, some key people that right. dealt with some of the databases, it's still available to me. I still update it, um, but it's uh, just I can only I share it with certain people, reporters, and editors. Um, right. Uh, 
but yeah, that's a twenty four seven gig. I mean, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. First thing, uh, you know, I do is I update my one file, and then I go in and I update the homicide file, and it's like three different places you got to do it. But mm-hmm. again, it's helpful, and I'm very confident in it, so that I I have some of that information available, and it helps with our our reporting. Right, and you know, sometimes if, we, if we've written about how the the murder rate people say it's different this is almost a more um straightforward data because murders you know how they're going to be categorized it takes a while a homicide is you know simply one person killing another person yeah because police shootings actually that's a homicide but it's not a murder Uh, justifiable is a homicide but it's not a murder so you know self-defense right uh so for instance this if this is a murder suicide that was last night I'm going to have to take one of the homicides off because the suicide part of it won't count as a homicide. So, uh, you know, we had a murder-suicide the other day, a husband and a wife, and uh, he killed her and then himself. So she counts as a a homicide, but he he doesn't. So Hmm. uh, little things like that. Okay. Um, Well, and finally, yeah, let's switch – Tigers. That's what Scotty and I talk about most. Uh, most mornings we come in and walk off home run yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, good. We good. Uh, that we last year was tough. This year, though, what are they? Fifteen and sixteen. They're hovering they're, around. Yeah, they're they're close to five hundred. They're mm-hmm. they're uh, they're hanging around. Um, I think at this point we'd be happy if they could just play five hundred ball and give us hope for the future. Yeah, and yeah. But you grew up in you grew up in Michigan, right? Uh, I'm a, I was born Norfolk, Virginia, Navy boy. My my dad was Navy, but but when he retired, um, we went to where my mom was born in in, uh, in Michigan, just outside of Detroit. We were in in uh, Redford Township, was what it was called. So I grew up mostly school wise was was in that, that area, and uh, went to Eastern Michigan, not too far uh, in Ypsilanti, and. Uh, helped start their journalism program and and uh was immediately once i didn't get a a shot at the, the baseball team i walked <laughs> into the the eastern echo uh, newspaper and my first semester and and uh took the like the only beat available was cross men's cross country and uh <laughs> but i did such a good job with that that uh the the sports editor wanted to break from football after he had covered football and he gave me the uh, men's basketball beat. I didn't tell him that I didn't hadn't played organized basketball other than just pick up, you know, basketball. Yeah. And I kind of didn't know some of the rules, but obviously I'm a sports fan, so I knew knew a lot. But but uh, so I went ahead and, and took that beat, and eventually took the football beat, and was sports editor, and and then uh, copy editor, the managing editor, and and uh, when I got out of college, I applied for everything whether it be a you know writer or editor and it just kind of went into editing for the most part so um here i am <laughs> well we're we're glad to have you and glad to have you as a co-worker and Thank thanks for being on the page one podcast all right you got good it, stuff Mark. thank you scott all right.